welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So come with me to Nehemiah. This is our text this morning. And this is the great story of rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. So exiled Jews that had survived persecution and exile had returned to Jerusalem under the rule of Zerubbabel. And they had rebuilt the temple and were now dwelling in Jerusalem. But as the text says, the walls were broken down and its gates burned with fire they were in great distress. So without fortified walls around the city that they had now become, come to dwell in again, um, they were vulnerable to the enemy. And they were, there was a sense of, of great just sort of despair and just general, it, it was a run-down city. The gates were burned. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was broken. So Nehemiah is a king's cupbearer further away and he hears about the state of the wall of his city of Jerusalem and he's grieved by this. Uh, He dwells on it for for several months and then the king who he serves sees that he's upset and he expresses why and the king says, okay, well, go, go to Jerusalem. That's that's what you want to do and that's what Nehemiah had on his heart to do. So he goes to Jerusalem and he spends three days is sussing out the whole thing. He goes up close to the wall. He goes up on this hill and views the, 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 um, the, the surroundings from above. And then he approaches the Jews that were there, the Jews, the priests, the nobles, and the others who did the work. And he said to them, come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a disgrace. I told them about the good hand of God upon me and also the king's words. So they said, let us rise up and build. So we've got a vision. We've got a purpose, a reason, an issue. We've got a leader. And we've got a yes. And then the building begins. So then we've got this incredible chapter in chapter 3, which is like this roll call of the work being done. Um, If we can have that passage up there. I'm just going to read some of it. It's the entire chapter is like this. It says, and like, please forgive my pronunciation of some of these names. Um, Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They built as far as the Tower of the Hundred and consecrated it, then as far as the Tower of Hanel. Next to Eliashab, the men of Jericho built, and next to them, Zakir, the son of Imri, built, and the sons of Haseni built the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uraji, the son of Koz, made repairs. Next to them, Melisham, the son of... Oh, this is tough. Berishia, the son... I should have practiced them. I kept reading them in my head being like, oh, I'm not even going to think about how I'm going to pronounce them. 
So there we go. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and next to them and next to them and next to them and next to them. And there was this group and this group and then this family and then these priests and then these nobles and then these. And we've got all kinds of people contributing to this task. There were some that were making repairs, it sort of specifies, and then some that were kind of doing a lot more extensive building. Some were hanging doors, Cherkovs, a lot of door hanging in this chapter. It's exciting, eh? It's a biblical work. There's gates. Some did larger stretches, you know, and it sort of specifies how far they went. And so there's bigger portions. And then some just did smaller sections and smaller gates. There were nobles and priests, perfumers, goldsmiths, merchants. There were even women. There was um, Shalom and his daughters, it specifies. And so we get this picture of this incredible collaboration. And this wall was massive. It was four kilometers in length. The average height was 12 metres and it was 2.5 metres thick. It had 34 watchtowers and seven main gates open for traffic and two minor gates. So this is an incredible coordination of people. Like talk about project management. Like where's Craig Scott? This is a big task. There's no internet phones. There's no AV to announce to the group. Like this is an incredible coordination four kilometers of people building with their hands and guess how long it took them 52 days to complete it how's that for a building schedule how stoked would you be if your renovations were (laughs) i know i was thinking about that like the north connects freeway imagine that uh this will this project will be delivered in 2022 52 days this is the power of unity and we see this work gets done so quickly when we, we get together. Sometimes it's amazing. You know, you look around the room. I remember family fun day and it's like, okay, pack up. Whew, who's going to, how we, ooh. And then you just sort of turn around and there's chairs being moved and someone's sweeping and someone's done. And then it's like sort of done in like, well, I mean, some people will be like, oh, Eleanor, it was a lot of work. <laughs> like, <laughs> easy for you, like just sitting in the sun, having like, no, but, it, you know, these, it did. It went so fast. Like, this stuff, it's, it's amazing sometimes. Like, oh, okay, we've got to get all the chairs on this side up, the thing. And then it's just like three or four people, in we go. It's amazing, you know. And this is quite, a, there's a lot happening in this building on a Sunday throughout the week. There's a lot of work to be done. And so I guess I just want to ask you, what do you do to make the burden lighter? So the work was divided. So everyone knew what they had to do. Like there was an incredible collaboration, but there was also this sort of individual like, okay, I'm doing from this section to this section with my guys and then next to me is their guys and then their guys. And it helps to take responsibility, you know, because you're not getting lost in the crowd. And we have that benefit here because of the size of our church. It's not very easy to just come and go and kind of not be seen or noticed and just but you know sometimes with bigger churches that can be part of the appeal is that you can just come sit in a back row and leave and you know you can do that here too it's okay but I, I love that there's so many opportunities to step up and be like we need someone to do it. okay I will you know and you you have to put your neck out like there's a certain maturity that comes when you go I'll put my name on it like I'll be it's very easy sometimes to kind of go with someone else and be like as long as someone's in charge I'll help you know I'll be the helper because then if it's bad it's their fault like 
But when you go, okay, I'll do it best. Like, okay, I'll run the cafe. Okay, Zach, I'll do the music. Like, you step up and it's your name and, and, and there's so much more work because the burden's on you to make sure that, you know, everyone else is contributing, you know. And these guys, it was, it was their name. Like, they had, I imagine, dozens and dozens of people from each group. Like, the sons of Hassaner built the thing. But that, it was their name on that thing, you know. And so... Don't be afraid to put your name on it. Don't be afraid to step up and go, okay, I'll do it. I'll do the thing. And we need to ensure that we are a community that supports one another when they do that, even if it's a failure or it's not as excellent as it could have been. Don't ever criticize someone's work. Don't ever go in and be like, help, sure, contribute. Ask for help if you need it, but don't don't be the one to go, who did that? Don't ever ask who did that. Just you fix it if it's wrong. Like, we got to make sure that we support one another so that people aren't afraid to put their neck out and put their hand up and contribute. You know what I mean? That's crucial. And so when we read this text and we see this and they, they build this incredible wall, like, this should give you tingles. This is the coolest thing about being in the kingdom of God other than knowing the Lord intimately, the second greatest thing that we can do is unite with one another to build his kingdom because we are building walls and we get to do it together. Think about the most exhilarating moments in your life. I mean, even just in, in, in humanity, in storytelling, like the greatest stories ever told, it's always a, a group of misfits and they come together and they, you know, overcome and they, they uh, overcome their differences to unite like that stuff is so potent because we were designed for it and it's so fun like this is this is true collaboration that's a real sort of trendy word now like um you know rihanna's doing a collab or whatever like collabs collaboration blah 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 but like this is true collaboration like you know i you know you see in different places and it's very trendy now these sort of shared workspaces and these sort of communal thingies and collaborations with freelance creatives and like that's all cool but like there's this sort of a it's very superficial it's not authentic connection this is real and this is harder because you have to trust one another and put yourself out there and be vulnerable but we get extraordinary results and then if we look in verse five this is really interesting and tragic Next to them, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of the Lord. So these big shots were too good for wall building. And it's so sad because I don't know what nobles do or did or who they were or what they meant to society. Literally, the only thing that we know about them in history for these, the nobles of this particular group of people is that they didn't want to do that work. Like, that's, that's the record. It's like, they didn't want to do that. I don't know what they were doing that was so much more important, but they, talk about missing out. And just don't ever be too good for any work that is going on. Because I, I've, I've been there before. You know, you're like, oh, working bee. Okay, good luck with that. I'm going to the beach. And then you feel sad. You miss out. Like, there's, there's legit sort of FOMO with this stuff. Like, don't... Don't be the one to miss out. And, you know, particularly, it's sort of this paradox. Sometimes if you're super talented in a certain area, there's sort of this, sometimes this sort of inclination to lean out or something. Like, 
it's I don't want to kind of give that here because my gift is sort of sacred or I don't know we've just seen that over the years like we really you know this band is so talented and they're so um skilled but you know every now and then we get some real professional musician and they they really struggle <laughs> like it's like you're not talented enough to work with people that aren't as talented as you like isn't that like a skill to kind of be able to play with lesser musicians like well done to you you know like oh I'm doing a gig at Lazard's like I'm doing you know some like cafe every Thursday night like that's great do your thing but like there is nowhere greater to give of your gifts to yield them to the house of God and to build his kingdom like we are so privileged that these talented people give into our church and and help it flourish but they are so blessed that they do it and and I'm sure that anyone here would say that you know we have professional artists and and all kinds of incredibly talented people and it's it's nice for us that they give their gifts here but it's also really nice for them like it's an honor and a privilege to be able to shine the light of God through your work there is no greater experience there is nothing more creatively satisfying in the world because this lasts nothing else lasts none of it else matters whatever those nobles were doing it doesn't count for anything in fact that wall doesn't even exist anymore it served its purpose and it lies in ruins the only thing left is this record of who stepped up through history for the rest of mankind all we know about these men and these women is that they built that wall and that can be us when we give of our gifts to God we see incredible results like Fiona, there she is. Well, wow, not at the desk. How does it feel down here with the rest of us? Lucky. She's like a, a, a legit, like we went to uni together. She's an incredibly talented filmmaker. I didn't even do the subjects that she was getting HDs in. I was like, I'm out. Like filmmaking is hard work and it's incredibly tedious. And she makes money off this. She makes these gorgeous wedding films. And so when she makes a video like of Jedediah, there, there's... It's extensive labor. Like, I don't think... We're like, can you do a video interview? Like, that is so many hours of work. And she makes this video that she could have been investing into her own business, but she puts that time into sharing this miracle of Jedediah and his um, healing. That video has appeared... um, We posted it on Facebook almost a week ago to the minute. Um, It's appeared in over 9,000 news feeds and has been viewed almost 4,000 times. This testimony of God's miraculous power. Like Fiona makes beautiful wedding videos, but I'm sure she would say that this is the coolest thing she did that week. Probably this year, maybe forever, you know? Like telling this story, that counts. Those people that heard that testimony, that matters, that lasts. So don't ever be too good for any of this, ever. Just be humble. And when you put yourself in that position, it's amazing how blessed you are, you know? We've got... Byron is like this badass businessman and he's like out with the kids. He's not too good for that. That's like going to be one of the coolest things he does all week, you know. He's so blessed by it and so are we. So get your hands dirty. Don't be a noble. Be a, be a mongrel. Come on, let's do it. It's also... Hang on. Thanks for the water. You know you've made it when you get your own bowl of water. amazing but he does so it's not beneath you but this work is also not above you don't be intimidated 
maybe you feel like, okay, well, I'm not some fancy muso or artist. I'm not even a medium-level muso or artist. But they had all kinds of people contributing. They had goldsmiths and blacksmiths and perfume. I don't know, perfumers sounds like a pretty snazzy job. But all kinds of people were contributing. You know, there was the nobles and the priests and the working class. So wherever you fit into it in terms of your gifting or skill set, like don't disqualify yourself because God hasn't. So don't use that as an excuse to go, well, I'm not quite there yet. Like wherever your gifts are, you can contribute to this community and you're called to. Um, I love uh, my father-in-law, Paul Tankard, is um, a landscaper. He has a landscaping business and he is um, he landscapes these gardens all over. He does it for like all the celebrity like holiday homes, like these beautiful gardens. They're all like got the Paul Tankard touch. And um, he's been doing it forever. He loves gardens, like to a point that is like ridiculous. Like well, you can't walk just through a park with him. Like he's like stopping and like looking at leaves and like he's just like the real deal. <laughs> he likes his gardens. So obviously that's something that he, he they, they've been in their church for a billion years and they serve and it, the gardens has just always been something that he's obviously contributed to church because there's gardens. So you think like that's okay, well great, you can garden every once in a while but that's obviously limited in terms of the potential. That's not exactly some fancy skill that you can, you know, give to the house of God. Like what, you know, what can you do there? So he's, he starts gardening, he's landscaping, and then he gets kind of hooked up with the, like, police of the town, like Queenstown, where they live. So if you get arrested and you have to serve community service, one of the places that you can be assigned to is, like, Paul Tankard's gardening squad. <laughs> so on Saturday mornings, he gets together with a bunch of, like, usually just drug users, like these teenage guys or whatever, and they do the church gardens and they've landscaped the whole thing and all the way up the back, they cleared like all this land and just made it like gorgeous. And it's just this incredible ministry and he's got an amazing sort of pastoral gift. So he's ministering to these guys. Some of them are quite troubled and, you know, going through some stuff and they just get some one-on-one time with this godly man and meanwhile they're physically making the church beautiful and building God's house. And, like, look what, look what God can do with your gift, you know? That's just someone who's humble and faithful and serving, and I love gardens and I love God. I don't know where that can go. And look what, look what happened. Like, it's probably thousands of guys have been through this program with Paul. Like, he's, he's done it for years every Saturday morning. This is incredible. So... Just, you don't know what God will do with your gift. You don't know what will happen when you get together and, and do something. And if you feel like, okay, there's nothing I'm personally super pumped about right now, you get together with someone. Like, that's where the collaboration comes in. Because Nehemiah had this vision, and there would have been people walking past those broken down walls and not even batting an eyelid. But they, then Nehemiah goes, let's rebuild the wall. And they're like, all right, sure, I'll help. So maybe you don't feel like I've got some big thing. Well, then get together with somebody that does. Just make yourself available because you don't know what God's going to do. And like I said, it can be really hard. There's challenging things about this. You know, they got attacked. They got attacked and we don't have time to go into it. But basically they were threatened. There were people that did not like what they were doing. And they conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. And they said, the strength of the labor is failing. There's so much rubbish. We're not able to build the wall. But Nehemiah had faith. He leaned on God. 
and the enemies heard that they ha- they basically put together they stopped for a while and they put together a defense the enemies heard and thought okay we can't really go so they got back to work and then it's so cool when our enemies heard uh, so it was from that time that half the servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears the shields the bows and wore armor and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah those who built on the wall and those who carried the burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction while with the other they held a weapon. Like that's, isn't that just the Christian life sometimes? Like I'm building a wall with one hand and I'm fighting a battle with the other. Just like, like that, it's, it's full on. It can be really full on. But like I said, it's exhilarating because this is what we were designed to do. And they succeeded. They built this wall. Matthew Henry says every true Christian is both a laborer and a soldier, working with one hand and fighting with the other. This is a picture, and we do it shoulder to shoulder, wall to wall. That's how we get this done. That's how we build this wall. It's all to glorify God, and we mustn't forget the purpose of all of this. You know, it's, it's wonderful to have beautiful music and fun things and just nice colors and all of it. We do it to make God's house beautiful. We do it to glorify him. That was the whole purpose of this wall. When they completed it, in chapter 6, verse 16, it says, When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw of these things, they were disheartened, but they perceived that this work was done by our God. And that's what will happen when we unite together, when we build his house, when we build these walls, when we build the kingdom. It shines the light of God into our community. That's how, that, that's how they will know. By this, all the world will know that you are my disciples. This is in John. If you have love for one another. This is the purpose of it all. We glorify it. And I love that at the beginning in chapter 3 where we saw the high priest rose up with his brethren and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. Then they built to the Tower of the Hundred and they consecrated it. From the very beginning until the very end, this was sacred work that was given to God. It was consecrated. It was holy. And what we do here together, it lasts. It matters. This isn't just nice little pretty songs and fun things on the walls and babysitting the kids for 30 minutes. This stuff lasts. It goes down in history and it, it, it can change people's lives. And so don't underestimate the power of just getting amongst it, getting together. Being united, even just the act of being united glorifies God. But that's what's so ingenious about the design of the church is that there's actually work that needs to be done. So we must be united in order to achieve it. And as we achieve it, we are united. And all of that glorifies God. And so shoulder to shoulder, wall to wall, we all do it. Every single kind of person. And that's what I love, like the structure of the, it was a wall there's no area that's greater than another. They're all, it's a wall. It just go. you know what I mean? Like you're just building it up. So you just find your peace, find your part, find your people and let's build walls. Let's build the kingdom. Don't miss out. Let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.